Fantasy Football Podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Well, your, your lovely co-host is without the people's microphone today. Uh, I'm sorry. I want to apologize in advance uh, for the sound quality. Uh, uh, I sound. I think I sound like I'm maybe yelling from space. Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little and, bit. Which is which is great, and it's. And I think it adds to the mediocre quality of of our show. So yeah. So maybe 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 it works. This is going to be an S show of an episode because I feel like crap, and you have this microphone and you have a poorish internet connection that's going on right now. It's just not a good combo. No. Yeah. Right. We we we. My internet is crapping out. I have no mic. You're sick. Uh, and um, <clears throat> I think we've discovered why our podcast has become. Uh, a, a fecal matter uh, focused podcast, um, and that's because we have kids, right? And yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, we were talking about earlier. Uh, you know, we were talking about how you, well, you can tell people, but you get updates on poop. I do, I do. So last week, my daughter started daycare. Okay, so my wife had 12 weeks off. Uh, she went back to work. And because, I mean, it's crazy, but fantasy football doesn't pay the bills. So she goes, she goes back to work. Um, and my daughter, Avery is in daycare and at daycare, uh, you can, first off, you can watch them. You can watch your kid all day long on a, on webcams. There's really? like multiple, multiple webcams set up in this room in the nursery where you can see, you know, watch them feed her, watch them burp her, and then watch them, you know, put her down on a mat so that she can, you know, hit things and, and whatever. So you can do that, but also they give you an activity report each day. And that activity report tells you when they, when they uh, change their diaper and if it was wet or not wet, uh, meaning it was poopy. Uh, and then it'll tell you if there was a blowout. It'll tell you when they fed her, how much they fed her. I mean, it's crazy. There's so much detail to it. But uh, she's sick for the first time because she, I mean, they basically said, like, get ready for your kid to be sick, right? Like, sure. she's going to daycare. It's going to happen. And I'm of the, I'm of, I'm, I'm of the belief that like, it's a good thing, right? Like build that immune system, get it going. Yes. The, uh, the body needs to be sick. Yes. Right. So the past couple of days, I mean, she, it's, it's really just a head cold, but she's been, she's been uh, going number two more uh, over the past couple of days, you know, like maybe like two, you know, one or two times more than usual. She'll usually go like twice a day. Sometimes she's going like three or four times a day now. Right. And she, uh, I, I've, I've now, um, graduated to the level of sending poop pictures to her pediatrician <laughs> like that that's my like what, what how did my like denny back in like a year ago today i was this married guy living in this in the in the charlotte suburbs uh-huh. you know great great house great situation loving everything now i'm sending now i'm sending poop pictures to my pediatrician my daughter's pediatrician right and, and and you know apologies to the kids but um you know you're living in a world of shit 
And, and that's I, right. I think that, and I, I, I remember the same thing. And, you know, we're potty training my daughter right now, Eleanor. And, um, it's just, it's just constant, <clears throat> it's this constant poop situation here. I mean, you know, back and forth off the potty, talking about poop, explaining it, looking at it. Uh, uh, so I, this, this is why our podcast has devolved, um, into, in, into what it is today. I do, I am a little freaked out about the big brother nature of your spies, of your camera thing watching True. the kids, but but I can get over that, I think. Yeah, it's it's a little bit true. But you need like a very specific login and they need to very specifically approve you in order to see it. Sure. So it's it's less about like, I mean, sure, a hacker could go in and, and view things, which is kind of strange. But I, I mean, I'm I'm no hacker. I have, right. And, you, and you're no 400 pound hacker. Uh, um, <laughs> the, I, I have uh, video monitors for the kids uh and uh they it actually is it actually is informative and helpful like like you can see uh, being able to see them is is a lot better than just being able to hear them i you know in my humble opinion so yeah. um so the big brother uh you know big, the the big brother approach is uh not the worst when it comes to child rearing so the one the one thing that my wife and i did was we invested in uh, the, the camera, you know, the nursery cam and the, uh, we also have one of those socks that, did we talk about this before on the show? Yeah. The, um, no, maybe not on the show. So it's, yeah. So it's one of those socks. It's, it's called an outlet where you wrap the sock around her foot mm-hmm. and it'll give you her oxygen levels and her heart rate while mm-hmm. she sleeps. Like it's, it's freaking insane. And then we have a monitor that you can view on like your phone and stuff. Like it's we're 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 a very high tech household, Denny. It, apparently, uh, yeah. I mean, you live. We live in in uh, dark mirror, black mirror. We live in black mirror. Uh, I, uh, I I do have. Can I just say when 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 people use the term and you just used it and I use it all the time, so I'm not excluding myself. But when people say, use the term, we invest in. We invested in. Yeah, it's. Like I think it's it's a way of saying like I think this is a smart purchase. Yes, and, you know instead of just saying bought or like buy like like any anytime uh, anytime my wife my strange wife wants to buy something expensive she says something like yes we should invest in chairs for the outside and it's not just buy you can't just say buy because that sounds frivolous you have to say invest in like a like you're a like you're a Wall Street uh, uh, you know person. Yeah, I mean it's anything that's anything that's expensive you cannot just buy it unless it's like a car or something where everyone's buying a car. You know, me talking on this podcast to the 13 people that listen to it and and those people hearing that I have an outlet and I also have a high-tech uh monitor, they might they might view me a, d- a different way. They might view me as someone who just spends money all. No, I really only I mean I'm wearing a a Wichita State Shockers shirt right now that I got for three dollars at this random store in Raleigh, North Carolina. You didn't. You did not invest in it. You didn't. I did. I did not invest in. I bought this T-shirt. I did not invest in this T-shirt. I invested in the sock and the monitor. By the way, we got we got the sound drop. We got the sound drop, Denny. Yes, we we did. We did. I'm I'm very I'm very excited. We we got it from. We got the you could do worse sound drop. from uh, today from 
from at Dumpster Dive FF on Twitter. Right. And he does a Dumpster Dive column on Rotoviz. Um, and then he also writes for 2QBs.com. Uh, but we have the drop. We'll throw it out there in the show. Um, but also, I just want to give a shout out to Jared Totten and Chris Motter, who I think those last names are both fake. Uh, they're not. Uh, but they also uh, created sound drops. But we just ended up going with Dumpster Dive FF. Uh, so you guys will hear that drop every yeah, and, once in a while. Yeah, and Dumpster Dive FF, uh, his name is Philip. So thank you, Philip. Yeah, we won't call him Dum- Dumpster Boy. <laughs> that, that, that is that is not his nickname. No, no. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll ha- we have that sound drop, uh, and then let me just talk about what happened in Week Eight. How about that? Okay, let's let's do that. Uh, we had the Steelers defense; they had seven points. Pretty good outing for them. Kansas City had nine points; they were a top ten defense. So pretty good defensive uh, defensive streaming. Uh, week for us at quarterback we only had two guys one of them was Joe Flacco uh, he only scored 9.1 points but we also had Derek Carr Denny yeah and Derek Carr posted 27.8 fantasy points he was the QB3 last week uh, so I mean we didn't really love him but it was really a situation where there weren't many good quarterback streamers and you know it was one of those uh, to me at least it was one of those situations where you were kind of relying on Vegas yeah. For 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 uh, for Derek Carr, uh, because there was a high over under in that game. Yeah, it, it was it was a sneaky high over under. Yeah, yeah. At tight end, uh, we had two goose eggs. That's how good of a week we oh. had at tight end. Oh. CJ Uzama, what in the living he double hockey stick? Zero points for CJ Uzama. I I actually didn't. Did he? He wasn't injured or anything. No, I mean I think he got hurt early in the game, but he ran like top ten routes last week at tight end. He was he was out there. I mean, it was a defense that's literally been torched by tight ends. I mean, every single tight end over the last five weeks prior to that one, they were top six tight ends that they that they faced. Oh, uh, right. But but not C.J. Ozama. And then Ben Watson. You know, <laughs> I, it was really a, a scenario where that game got out of hand in New Orleans' favor. They only threw the ball twenty three times. Ben Watson ran, I think, like fourteen routes or, or fewer than fourteen routes, something, and he wasn't targeted. Uh, he, he only actually it was fewer than 14 routes because I think he only played a handful of snaps. But right. anyway, it was a bad situation for Ben Watson. But but Denny Jeff Hireman, yeah, seven point four points. He found the end zone. Yes. That was good to see. Yeah, so, and you'll you'll hear more about Hireman on the tilt montage. So I'd say from last week, you can do worse, but just barely. All right, Denny, let's move on to week nine. Give us a defensive play. Uh, KC defense, we're back. We're back on the Chiefs defense. So I know they're on the road, and last week I made a point of emphasizing how bad the Chiefs defense has been on the road. But, you know, times are tough. We're, we're going we're gonna to reach here. Um, the, the Chiefs are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. They are obviously in Cleveland. Uh, but... Baker Mayfield is kind of bad. I don't know if it's his receivers or what, but he's completing 58% of his passes. That drops down to 56% in losses uh, this season with five interceptions in the four losses uh, that he's been in for the Browns. So um, uh, we, we want, you know, we want defenses that are favored by Vegas. We want defenses uh, that win the game. Uh, that win the game, like Herm Edwards says. And so the site 538 has Kansas City pegged 
at 84% at 84% chance to beat Cleveland this week. So if we're looking for a winner, I think we found a winner uh, here. And hopefully, you know, some negative game script will will play in their uh, favor. Uh, maybe more importantly, for floor purposes, uh, no team has allowed more sacks than the Browns have, and only Baltimore has more sacks this season than Kansas City. Uh, and the Chiefs are available, of course, in 82% of leagues. Uh, not your league, but but almost every other league. Uh, I I kind of feel like uh, the Chiefs have a um, not horrendous floor here. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind Kansas City as well. At first, I was like, ah, they're on the road, but I think that with the sacks, uh, that that's really key with this matchup. I think that they could they could get to Baker Mayfield a few times, and obviously the crown the the, the crowns the Browns uh, front office and yeah. slash coaching staff slash organization is just a complete dumpster right now yeah i mean you can't really quantify that part of it but you know it's hard to ignore honestly yeah i mean it could go one in two directions i mean i could see a scenario where it's like a a a rally right and they they rally behind uh the new offensive coordinator and such but uh could also go south very very quickly uh another defense you could target is miami's uh really this is a a simple straightforward recommendation uh they're gonna be at home they're three-point favorites Shouldn't be a ton of points scored in this game. Uh, and Sam Darnold's been picked off in all but two contests this year. Uh, and the Jets have also, or sorry, in the, the, uh, the, uh, the, yeah, sorry, the Jets have allowed at least one sack in each game as well. So at least there's some floor. Um, that's really, you know, I, I don't think that the Dolphins are like a slam dunk. Right. Uh, but I don't think that they're a bad play. I mean, Darnold has been bad when script goes sideways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think that there's the potential for that. Um, I just, it's hard to envision this game being super high scoring. Um, but at the same time, you know, I didn't think that we would see a super high scoring game with like the the Bears and Dolphins, you know, a few weeks ago. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. I I think Miami though is is fine enough that you can plug them in uh, and feel confident about you know five or six point floor. Yes, and we have a third defense for the folks. The uh, the Dallas defense, uh, which is available, uh, I didn't I didn't write it down. Oh, okay. Well, they're out there. Oh. Um, maybe JJ can look that up while I'm ranting and raving here. Uh, four of so four of seven defensive opponents have scored at least nine fantasy points against the Titans this season. Okay, so teams have had a pretty good floor, uh, fantasy floor against uh, the Titans. Uh, Marcus Mariota has four interceptions and one touchdown in Tennessee losses this season and Tennessee goes into this game as a six six and a half point road underdog on Monday Night Football against Dallas. Um, Tennessee allows the eighth most adjusted fantasy points, schedule adjusted fantasy points to opposing defenses. Uh, so again, I think we're playing for a floor here. I mean if I had to if I had to go with a with the defense of the three that we just named, I think I, I sort of like Kansas City, if only for the ceiling, you know? Yeah, I could see that. I, I might go with Dallas. Um, I think they're a little bit safer, but I couldn't I couldn't fault anyone for going Kansas City there. Uh, all right. The other also I, I should I should mention that Oakland might be facing a a boy named Nick Mullins under center. Eesh. So that that might happen, and if that happens, you know, I don't know if I would put Oakland at the top of the list 
in terms of, uh, of, of streaming options only because they're not getting to the quarterback, you know, it's, not at all. It's, it's not, it's not a good defense. So they're, they're a desperation option still. I think if Nick Mullins, who is, is a, apparently a, a person, uh, gets, gets the start for San Francisco. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, Dallas defense is available in 86% of leagues. Yeah, I didn't want to check because I don't, I don't, I'm not really that good of friends with you. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, this next, or sorry, this next one. I was, it's like I was reading a, a Twitter handle or questions. Right. As, as you guys can tell, I'm very, very out of it this week. Not feeling great because my daughter's sick and I got sick. Um, so, so bear with me here. Uh, number one quarterback option. I think he's the obvious streamer this week. It's our boy Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's been on the banner on our Twitter page for years. This is the one podcast that talks about Ryan Fitzpatrick every single year. Um, but he's in a, he's in a decent spot. I mean, Carolina's allowed the 12th most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. Um, but I think the, the real reason you're using Ryan Fitzpatrick is because that situation in Tampa Bay is amazing. Yeah. You know, they have, they have no running game. If you combine Winston and Fitzpatrick's fantasy totals, uh, if they were one quarterback and you divide by, by games played, you know, there's only one quarterback in football that has a higher points per game average. I totally believe it. And it's Pat Mahomes. Right. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay quarterback is QB two right now. I, I, I am 100%. I, I, I mean, every time they, they get into garbage time mode, they just put up numbers. It's, it's unbelievable. So I, I think that combined with, you know, there's a, a good over under in this game. I think it's like 54 points. Um, so I think Fitzpatrick is the clear cut top streaming option this week. Absolutely. Uh, Denny, why don't you give a guy, he's not, not quite a streamer, but he's still out there in a lot of leagues. Uh, I mean, first of all, how is Alex Smith owned in half of ESPN leagues? I mean, half people, what are you, what are you just holding them on your bench just in case that in in case he reverts back to 2017, Alex Smith. Right. He, you know, he, he's putting up 13 points a game and He's owned in half the leagues. I don't know. Anyway, it, you know, if he's available, he's playing Atlanta. Obviously, we've talked about, we've spent, you know, untold hours on this podcast talking about how great a matchup the Atlanta secondary has been. Uh, each of the past six quarterbacks to face Atlanta have scored at least 21 fantasy points. Uh, the Falcons have the third worst sack rate. Uh, so they're just not getting to the quarterback at all. I mean, quarterbacks, you can just. You know, my, my film take is you watch quarterbacks play Atlanta and they just sort of, sort of sit back there and, and can stand, scan the field all day. Um, uh, Atlanta is one of five defenses giving up more than 300 passing yards per game. And Washington heads into this one as a one-and-a-half-point home favorite with, you know, a 48-point over-under, which is, which is not, not hateful, as the kids say. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then the other, the other quarterback streamer that you could go with is one that we talked about last week. I'm not super into it. Uh, it's Derek Carr. Uh, I, you know, I mentioned that if, if, if Mullen starts, you know, if he does indeed start, I think that that's a, a downgrade for Carr, uh, because he, he won't be needing to throw as much. I would, you know, the, the Raiders are underdogs against this, against San Francisco, um, but at the same time, you know, I just think it would be a really ugly, low-scoring game. But the reason why you you could go with Derek Carr is that he's been a lot better uh, when he hasn't seen pressure this year. Among all quarterbacks, when he's been under pressure, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, only Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Tyrod Taylor, Sam Darnold, and Sam Bradford 
have lower quarterback ratings under pressure in 2018. But when kept clean, Carr ranks 13th in quarterback rating across the league. That's awesome. Um, wow. so, so I think that that discrepancy is pretty big when facing San Francisco, who's been pretty average at getting to opposing quarterbacks, actually below average. Mm-hmm. Um, they rank in the bottom five in sacks per game. They're below average in quarterback hits per game. So I think that that combination makes Derek Carr at least a little bit interesting. Uh, and then you just got to hope that, you know, when they're in the red zone, that they throw the ball instead of running it. Um, but I'm not that optimistic that we're going to see a, a shootout by any means like we saw last week against Indianapolis. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Denny, tight end. Get to it. It's ugly. I mean, tight end's always ugly. I mean, abolish tight end in, in, mm-hmm. in fantasy football. Can we just do it already? Everybody wants to get rid of kicker when tight end is the scourge that we all know. It's awful. Uh, there's a guy named Chris Herndon. He plays for the... Yeah, there's just this person yeah. that plays in, in the NFL. Wait, wait, is it Chris Herndon the fourth? Am I wrong on that? Yeah, no, that's it's it's the fourth. Oh, it is the fourth. Man, so much because bad. I've been having I've been having database issues because it's the fourth. So much. Oh, good. Okay. So so much bragging about uh, uh, you know sexual intercourse. Among yeah, his, right. Among, Lots of bragging in that family. Yeah, among his relatives. Oof. Lots of sex. Um, so. <laughs> Herndon uh, is not playing many snaps and not running many routes, but let me sell you on him for this week. Uh, You know, Miami allows 14.9 schedule adjusted fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, They allow four, four and a half catches per game to opposing tight ends. And the last time these two teams played, which was week two uh, jets, tight ends caught three balls for 54 yards that's that's as much as I've got, JJ. That is that that is myself my my sales pitch for one Chris Herndon the ninth. Yeah, I mean, if you want something, an, another piece of optimism, he is running. He's run more routes as weeks have gone by, but he's still not running a lot of routes. Like right, so. and so the margin for error here is not great. But yeah, you know, we're we're working with very little. I think a, a guy with a higher floor at tight end that you could go with is Ben Watson. I, I know he gave everyone a goose egg last week. Um, but this week, you know, it's a better matchup because it's a game that could see a lot of points. You know, it's great to associate a tight end, uh, with an offense that's going to score a lot of points. Um, he didn't run a single route last week. That's what I wanted to say, man. I knew it. He didn't run a single route last week. Uh, but the saints also didn't throw the ball all that much. Like I said, they only threw the ball 23 times. Um, but he's still 25th in routes run this year at the tight end position. And the saints have had their bye. Uh, I would assume that he's going to run a lot more this week, just given that it's going to be a high scoring game in the first three games of the season where the saints were in not shootouts per se, but in close games, they were at home in a couple of them. Uh, Watson ranked ninth, 19th and 10th in weekly routes run at the tight end position. So I think there is upside with Ben Watson. Again, you, you're associating a player in an offense that's going to score points or should score points. Um, and that's always sort of what you're trying to do at the tight end position. Uh, so I think Ben Watson is probably your your strongest option at tight end as a streamer this week. Yes, I agree. All right, so to recap, we have Watson, Chris Herndon in the fourth. Uh, we have Derek Carr, Alex Smith, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then on D, we have Dallas, Kansas City, and Miami. And if you really want to be ballsy, you could play Oakland, but we're not really recommending it because we like sacks. <laughs> How'd you like that, Denny? That, that's that's the new LTS slogan. We 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 like sacks. Sacks. All right, let's go to Twitter. This first one's from at Eric Belair. 
Since becoming dads, what is one dad thing that you do that you hated your dad doing growing up? I, I feel like I can't answer this question because Avery's three months old today, and, and that's not enough experience to really know. So, Denny, you should answer this question. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I think being a hard ass. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. I, I mean, you know, as a kid, you you just you don't you don't know it's being a hard ass, but you see it happening in front of your eyes, and you think. Why are you why are you being like this? And you know, you don't know the mitigating factors of why a parent is uh, suddenly cracking down on a certain behavior or whatever it may be. So when when you know my kids uh, do something over and over that I've told them not to do, and I become I go into hard ass mode, which is of course the name of my next album. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. Uh, that I I understand it a lot better. I told my dad this a few a few months ago. Like I I like when my brother and I acted up, which was not that often, by the way. We were we were very uh, uh, disciplined uh, uh, kids who uh, feared you know feared mom and dad. So uh, I I definitely didn't do it a lot. But when I did, I still didn't understand. Like what can you just can you just relax, dad? Uh, yeah. I think you'll experience that too, where one day you'll, you'll just, you'll, you'll like, you'll like your spine will stiffen and, right. and you'll, and you'll be like, Oh my God, I'm, I am my dad. Right. Right. Uh, this next question is from at RGT 26226. My league mates don't listen because I tell them the podcast is mostly about poop and corn. I just had to, that was just a comment that I thought was poop and corn. We haven't mentioned corn since like 2014. That's true. The the whole corn thing really, really got out of hand. It, all I said was, I like corn at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, it got... It, that was one of the things on this show that got... So, do you remember at one point, we also had to stop talking about Jason Witten for, in, in, during this question section? Because all the questions had to do with Jason Witten. They were just variations of the same question pretty much over and right. over and over again. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we asked for it, but it got it got old. And the corn thing, I still I still get corn gifts on, on <laughs> my mentions and and stuff and like, "Oh, you love corn, you love corn." I'm like, "Well, I mean, I don't I don't even know the last time I had corn. I'm not I'm not some like apologist. I just like it at Thanksgiving." Oh, man, I love it. This next question is from at Shady Nasty FF. No question, but every time I hear about the caravan, all I can think of is the blue Dodge minivan we had growing up that I that I puked in as a child and the smell never went away. Also, also midterms are next week. So, yeah, go out and vote. That's a good that's a good uh, call out. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is I, I, I wanted to talk about this. Did you have did you have a van growing up? Like, did your family have a van? No, no. My, my mom always considered herself too cool for a van. We, however, have a van. Oh, do you? Okay, okay. We have a, I, I, yeah. I want a van. We have an SUV, but I want a van. I really want a van. Yeah, but, no, uh, no, no, give in to big van. It'll, it, you'll like it. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, I, of course. I definitely love it. Uh, growing up, though, my family had one of the wood-trimmed vans. Oh, get out. It was it was the, the classic white with wood trim. We had it. That's all, Man, that's so 90s. Only 90s kids will understand this. Yeah, so I really wanted to bring that up just so that everyone could feel a little nostalgia. Uh, all right, next question. At Rye Takes. My son was invited to one of those escape room things. By the way, escape rooms are pretty fun. 
The only invite we received was through Facebook and neither of us are ever on Facebook. Thankfully, we, we received a text the night before because our son wants to go. Is this just how it is now or is this person being lazy? No, no, this is how it is. Is it really? So, I mean, from my perspective, of course, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years old, right? I have a lot of my friends are still like kidless and childless. And so like, of course, Facebook is the way that they're saying, Hey, we're having this get together or whatever, or just like massive texts, uh, text threads. But like from a parent standpoint, are they sending invites to kids parties via Facebook? Yeah, no, no, no. That that's that's the way it goes. Uh, that's how we get almost all of our invites. It, evite is not a thing anymore. It's it's Facebook, man. That is that's crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this next question at BG or sorry at B Glace. Okay, you ready for this? You ready, I Danny? Am. Okay, I'm not. Which horror movie trap would do you in? Okay, a hear a strange noise and go check it out with zero precaution. B, play with a Ouija board in a graveyard. C, stay at a cabin with co-eds and no cell phone reception. Or D, cheat the simulation and get picked off one by one. Um, to, to me, the second, to, one? the second one was to play with a Ouija board in a graveyard. To, to me, to me, the answer is to, to cheat the simulation and get picked off one by one, you know, Final Destination style. Oh, that would, yeah. That would, yeah. Do, that, would, that would do me in. That would yeah. freak me out. Um, I probably would be, I mean, I don't know the, the co-ed thing. I, I am a, a, a somewhat happily married man. I'm kidding. I am happily married. Uh, <laughs> but but the, the cabin in the woods would draw me. I... I I enjoy I enjoy a cabin in the woods. It would probably get me to go there and then to get promptly murdered. Yeah, just destroyed. Uh, next question at Derek from Minot. Uh, it says, "What's worse for gra- this is a good question? You ready? Mm-hmm. What's worse, forgetting your phone when you go to the bathroom, or remembering your phone and wasting so much time looking at your waiver wire moves that your legs fall asleep?" <laughs> what do you think? Look, the move the move is to not take your phone when you go to the bathroom, okay? Uh-huh. Bad things happen when you sit on a toilet for a long time, and bad things happen when you sit on the toilet making moves for your fantasy team. You should you should go to the bathroom with with no distractions, get your get your job done and go back and and work the waiver wire in a more comfortable setting. Right. And sorry to the kids, but you really wanted to say get your shit done. That's right. I'm just, this is a family podcast, so I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. All right. Uh, this, this next question, at Danzabar3, with all the trades flashing around, is Cortland Sutton the number one pickup this week? Okay, we didn't even talk about the insanity of the trade deadline. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about, go ahead. Like, like it was, first off, the, the, brand, the, the hashtag brand is lit right now, because... Two, my two favorite players in the league from like a fantasy standpoint and from a uh, uh, loving on them standpoint, you got Babytron, Kenny Galladay, who loses Golden Tate. Yeah. Okay. Golden Tate is out in Detroit. Kenny Galladay is going to see an uptick in volume. And then not only did Aaron Jones finally see a good snap share on Sunday, but Ty Montgomery has gone now. Yep. It's, it's more of a situation where 
you're going to feel more confident playing Aaron Jones, even though Ty Mont didn't see a lot of work this past week. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I tweeted about it. I'm not wearing pants for eight weeks. It's a, a pantsless eight week JJ. Uh, so it, that doesn't even make any sense, but that that's what's, that's what's happening. Uh, is Cortland Sutton the number one pickup this week? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. No Demarius Thomas. I also hate Demarius Thomas from a fantasy. If you can sell Demarius Thomas for something, then I, I'd be down. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no, I, are there people excited about him going to Houston? I mean, I, I don't know. There might be a league mates that get excited about it, but I just, I, I think, I think we're seeing, you know, a, a, a Des Bryant type. So, you know, I'm not going to compare it completely because Des Bryant literally like fell off the face of the earth, but uh, you know, Demarius Thomas doesn't look good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not optimistic about Demarius changing teams, learning, a, you know, there, there are some connections with the offense, but somewhat learning a new offense, getting in a groove with a new quarterback. There's already DeAndre Hopkins there. Who's going to see a massive target share. It's just, it's just not necessary to yeah. me. Um, so. JJ, I have, can I, can I interrupt uh, the Twitter questions to read a Facebook question from the living the stream Facebook page? Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, I promised the folks there that I would uh, try to incorporate one or two questions. Also, I I do podcasts on Wednesdays where I answer uh, leftover questions. So if you're interested in that, it's patreon.com slash leaving the stream. Anyway, th- this Facebook question from the LTS page comes from Mike Callahan, who asks, is it acceptable to give a trick to trick-or-treaters? After all, they asked for it. Um, I don't think that that's... I think that the trick-or-treater is asking, do you want me to trick you or are you going to give me a treat? Right. So I think that there's a communication breakdown on, on, on that, on that level. I think that's, I think that's correct. I think that it's coming from them, not from you. Right. And that's and, why they're, that's why they're asking the question. And you, and you, and you don't want to say as, as a person handing out candy, you definitely don't want to say trick because then as my son said, he will, pick up your pumpkin and <laughs> smash it into your car. <laughs> yeah. You definitely don't want that. Definitely don't want that. Uh, this next question is from at CD Carter 69, which by the way, I read this Twitter handle on the late round podcast mailbag last week. Cause there was a good question. Actually, this handle asked about Aaron Jones and it was my way last Friday to tell people to hold on to Aaron Jones because he has a lot of upside. So thank you for asking that question because now I look smarter. Uh, but it says, I cannot stop tilting when people eat with their mouth open. Mm. Are you guys team etiquette or team shredder? What shred- I, shredder? What does that mean? Team, I'm assuming uh, shred- like shredding food and destroying it and, and eating with your mouth open. Oh, no. That, I, I, people who eat, eat with their mouth open should, should be on an island together. Yeah, it, it's disgusting. It's, it's unnecessary. Um, I, I think that the real problem is w- and when people are are so um, in their own world that they ask questions and and, and want to talk to people while the person is eating. So I put a, a huge bite of a burger in my mouth, and then and then someone says like, "So who's the best defense to pick up this week?" Right, and and I have to be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like, mm, mm, yeah. mm, mm. and then like you're you're holding, you're you're putting one finger up in the air, your pointer finger up in the air, just saying, hold on a minute, and you're just, mm, 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 mm. right, 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 and and you're trying to look polite, you know, you're trying to like maybe yeah. like even have a half a smile while you're trying to like chew on the ground beef that you know, you're, you and and it's it's just you know, 
just I think the problem is people who ask questions to people who are scarfing down their food. Yeah, that's fair. That's a very fair point. Next question is from at Oberegger56. We have heard about the running back by committee in Green Bay, but why are they trying this new thing called wide receiver by committee? Who can you trust minus Adams? Okay. So I don't know if you saw this, Denny, but Randall Cobb played the fourth most snaps and and, and uh, Valdez Scantling played the second most. Uh, and Randall Cobb was fourth in routes run, but it was all kind of scrunched together yeah. last week. So, you know, to me, it's really Devontae Adams. And then you're kind of hoping that uh, things kind of separate in some way. Um, but, you know, if, if MVS is on your waiver wire, he's not a bad stash because you're associating a player who might see a lot of work with Aaron Rodgers, well, you know? Yeah, man. Why don't they just commit to him? He's clearly really good. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for next year for him. Uh, I have him in a lot of dynasty leagues uh, because it was clear as the season was, was approaching that he was the, the one wide receiver of the three that they drafted that was going to emerge, just, just given playing time, given what they were saying about him. Um, and I think that he can, he can make, you know, make a mark next season if, you know, if, and when Randall Cobb's gone. So I'm excited for that, but right now it's really just Adams. And then this guy, Christian also asks, uh, what's the best way to eat Mac and cheese with a fork or with a spoon? Uh, a fork for non-psychopaths. Yeah, I agree with that. How do you eat it with a sp- I mean, it depends on what kind of mac and cheese, I guess, but who's eating like really soupy mac and cheese? I, uh, um, I, guess, I guess you could use a spoon. I mean, I could use a spoon like on a desert island if that's what right. was, my, was my only option. I mean, you can technically use a spoon for anything that you eat. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd like to get one more Facebook question in here. Uh, Stan Hansen on the LTS Facebook page asks, uh, people who walk up escalators as opposed to standing, are they efficient pedestrians or the worst? Hmm. And I, so I used to take the DC Metro, right. Uh, all the time to work. And I used to walk up, uh, escalators that were so steep that, that if you looked up, up the escalator, uh, long enough, you would actually just pass out. Yeah, you'd faint, right? Have you seen these? You've seen these. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them before. Okay. So, uh, but it was a challenge to myself to see if I could really bust it all the way up uh, the escalator. And by the time I got up, I was gassed. I'm talking about gasping for air um, and my legs were, were burning. I considered myself extremely efficient. Yeah. So here's the thing. If they're wide enough where you can get by people, that's fine. To, to, to walk up if you're like pushing people out of the way to get up there and they're like having to having to like put their backs up against the the, the side of the escalator so that you can get through and they're putting their arms up in the air like like I'm not touching you I'm not touching that's 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 a little extreme oh yeah yeah no I, I mean unless you're in a hurry but I have no problem I have no problem with people here I do have a problem with people who won't even take one step when you get to the end of the escalator yeah and, yeah the person the person will not move until the very last inch of the yeah. escalator at which point they will lift one foot one inch into the air and that's it that drives me nuts you I, I, I can't you cannot be bothered to take one step i i will also say that i am on team take the stairs if stairs are available yeah i mean we yes we are sedentary creatures right and and uh we're all dying because of it. So when you have a chance to walk, walk. Right. 
Right. That's that's what I, I was actually talking to Denny before the podcast that being sick, I don't work out and and or I haven't been working out over the last couple of days. And working from home, you're you you walk you know seven hundred steps. I mean, it's 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 horrible for you. Oh yeah. So not the combination. It's just it makes me feel just horrendous. That's why this podcast has been so bad. Uh, next question at Sad Molander. My parents always had to inspect my Halloween candy before letting me have it because of some paranoia about it being tainted with razor blades and hypodermic needles. Was that normal? Uh, in the 80s and 90s, definitely it was normal because it was uh, it was a myth spread through popular culture, through TV shows and books and, and whatever else. I mean, uh, movies. Um, there's a scene in, in Halloween Part 2 where a kid goes to the hospital after he bites down, I think, on a razor blade in, in candy. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I read a book uh, about about partly about that myth uh, a few years ago. And this, this guy, this author, dedicated years into looking into every documented case of razor blades in candy. And wow. he found that every one was... Uh, what was done by a friend or family member as some sort of revenge ag- wow. against a loved one. Yeah, so... I thought you were going to say that everyone was in an Almond Joy. That, 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 that could be a, a, a popular target. But first of all, it's, it's not prevalent. It's not, it's not prevalent at all. There's no reason to check candy for, for razor blades. It... it you, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning three times on, on Halloween night, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so it doesn't, first of all, it doesn't happen. And if it does, it just means you, you have an asshole in your family who's trying to kill you. Yeah, that's interesting. That's very interesting. My, my, my parents never did that. I, I was also the third kid in my family. Uh, and my, so my, my brother is like six and a half years older than me. My sister's four and a half years older than me. So I was, you know, later and they were closer in age. And it got to the point... Where like I could my my parents didn't even care about me whenever I was older. Oh well, the, yeah. I mean, the second and third kid are uh, are just you know sort of on the sideline, right? Yeah, I mean, like I I could have done anything that I wanted to do and get and gotten away with it, but I was fortunately a hashtag good kid. Um, but when I my, my parents, ever, I mean, I got home from trick or treating with like you know I was chubby JJ back in the day. <laughs> I, I I got I got back from trick or treating with like eight pillowcases full, filled with candy. I lived in a very, very, t- like a large neighborhood, lots and lots of houses. And there was a neighborhood across the street too. So we just like went ham yeah. getting candy. And then you just dump it all on the floor and then you start trading candy. That was, Those were the days, man. Yeah. Oh God. The trading candy and the goosebumps uh, specials on. Uh, yeah. On this is that. awesome. Oh man. So, so it good. Inject it straight into my eyeballs. Uh, um, yeah. No, the second, like the first kid will get their, their Halloween candy checked. Uh, but the second and third kid is like, eh, wait, wait, if there's a razor blade in there, what can you do? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it just happens. <laughs> uh, this next one's from at Voodoo Rage DDS. On the one to 10 level of emasculation on the Piers Morgan scale, thoughts on having to turn off the football game in my minivan so the kids can hear the audio of their 58th viewing of the movie Coco on my way to the Sunday paint expensive ass pottery party. I feel like you're. A, I feel like this is a great dad. Uh, no, you're definitely a good. You that is a good dad move. I I commend you. Uh, uh, also, um, 
I, I think that Piers Morgan has evaporated uh, somewhere in the universe just from JJ reading that. Yes. Yes. Next question. At Stott99, is there someone with a low ownership slash streamer who you'd maybe use the rest of the season that also don't pee on their own hands? Uh, <laughs> from, 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 from a tight end standpoint, I have no idea. I mean, tight end's a dumpster fire. I, I'm going to throw this name out there because the schedule is amazing. It's Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco has an unreal schedule rest of season. John Brown in this week's 15 transactions column was a buy for me. Uh, if you want a cheap quarterback, I think that he could be your guy from here on out. I feel like, uh, I mean, tight end is terrible, but it, Austin Hooper is out there, right? Yeah, he's out there in a, in a good number of leagues. I mean, he's someone that you can feel pretty comfortable with. I mean, he's a, I think he's a top 10 guy so far. Right. So, yeah. And you hate Austin Hooper. I, I do, I do, but I, I'm giving in. I'm giving in to the fact that he is seeing a decent number of targets and the offense is good and that team sucks, so they're going to be throwing a lot. Yeah. Next question at Be- is from at Bear Maulings. Okay, this is one of the best handles that, that uh, adds us. Oh, yeah. Is it safe to be around a person that chooses to open their windows while driving down the highway? Convertibles and sunroofs not included. I feel like it takes a grade A psychopath to actively choose to drive that fast with the windows open, regardless of weather situations or conditions. I I, I, I am most definitely not a windows down person in general for the most part, and definitely not on the highway. No, no, I would never do that to my hair. Yeah, I was gonna say you definitely aren't given the hair situation. I just you know you know what's the worst is when. You're in the car and maybe you're driving someone that you're friends with or like maybe a, a, an extended family member or an in-law or something where you're not super comfortable with them. You know, you're not super tight with them and they roll down one window oh, yeah. and then you and then you get that horrendous ear thing going on. The, right, right. The boop, 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 boop. Yeah, right. And then they just they're, they're just they got the window open. They're tapping their fingers out the window because you're listening to some good tunes. And all you can hear is. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you 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 want to say that I would like to drive the car off a mountain right now to stop this noise. Can you please put up your damn window? But instead you say nothing. Yes. This next question is from at Jordan Ulrich 88. JJ and Denny switch bodies for a day. Who is the first one to get an embarrassing tattoo on the other's body? I think we have, I think, I think we're both too conservative for that. I think you're right. I think that I actually thought about this and I, I, I would feel too much guilt right. to, to do something like, cause you're assuming, you know, the assumption here is that we're switching bodies back. I'm not Denny for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to mess with JJ for the, for the rest of his days. And and by the way, when I say conservative, I'm not talking about politically. Obviously, I'm I'm uh, for myself and, and and for JJ. But the but when I say conservative, I mean you can be very conservative in the way you live while also having a political ideology that's not conservative. I just want to make clear because I've said that before on Twitter, and people are like, "Oh, you're conservative? I had no idea." Right, and you're part of politics, Twitter, and I stay away from that stuff. So you guys can say whatever the hell you want to say about me, but. Right. Make sure that you, that Denny is on brand there. That Denny is not a conservative politically. Please don't, please don't misre- misrepresent. But I don't think we would get any tattoos on either person's body, right? Like we would, uh, we would be like, hey, this is like I'm, you know, this is a Freaky Friday situation where I'm just gonna have, you know, we're we're both gonna have good hair for a day. My hair is gonna be better uh, kept uh, from, from from Denny's. Pres- I mean, he's gonna do some crazy stuff with it. He'll probably get a haircut and maybe not go to the greatest of clips. 
Uh, yeah. No, it, dude, would, it would be. That's what? what I would do. I would go get a $90 haircut for you. Right. Right. And I would probably fix your fantasy teams. Oh. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was. <laughs> Uh, this next question is from at Genty DP. Rank your emergency toilet paper options. God, this is a poop podcast. Oh, Rank your emergency toilet paper options, assuming you're somewhere formal where you have no other options. Which, by the way, some, you know, people did bring this up about the toilet paper question, and whether it was last week or two weeks ago. Um, and they made a good point that you don't have to just use like what's there. You could use something on your body. Uh, but this person says socks, underwear, undershirt, or tie. Oh, what? What would you what would you grab hold of and go under there with? Oh my. While 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 not standing, I should add. I guess socks. Yeah, I think socks is the play cuz you can get away with then not wearing socks. You know, underwear would be very uncomfortable. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Because not only that, you don't know what you're getting, you know, uh, <laughs> while you're wiping. And so you know, if you're if you're then underwearless, that's not good. No, uh, undershirt depends on what situation you're in, uh, and and it depends on what that undershirt. You know, if it's just a a cheap one, that's one thing. But sometimes I wear, you know, I'll wear like a a, a regular T-shirt underneath, and I don't want to ruin that. And then a tie, right? A tie might feel the best. Oh yeah, no, no, no. If I mean, if 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 you have like a five, if you did not invest in a tie, but rather just bought a tie for five bucks then go ahead and use the tie. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. Uh, this last question's from at P Fitzmagic. Uh, it's playoff Fitzpatrick. Uh, if you could be elite at playing any position in the NFL, which would you pick and for what team? I mean, quarterback's the only answer. If you So, so you would play... See, you want to know my answer? Sure. I would be a, uh, an elite punter. What, what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, I would be an elite punter because my my health my health isn't going to be potentially ruined long term. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And and I would play for the Rams because they never punt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the, the stress of being a punter, no one ever exits a game and says it was the punter's fault. They'll say it about a kicker, right? Uh, I I, I would point you to Tom Coughlin. Uh, destroying his punter who kicked it to Deshaun Jackson that one. <laughs> All right, yeah, 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 that's true. But but other than that, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think punter's the answer here. I mean, you look, look. I understand why you're saying quarterback. I'm assuming you're saying because of money, right? And glory. I mean, just just pure glory. Right, but what if you don't want? What if you just want to live a, a fairly normal life? You make good money for. I mean, a good punter could hypothetically play in the league for like 15 years and mm-hmm. make. You know, eat, I mean, they're making six figures year over year over year. And if you're really good, you're a millionaire. No, no. I And I totally that, – that is a good argument. I thought about saying kicker, but uh, kickers don't live forever. Great quarterbacks do live forever. And, yeah. and well, I mean, what I mean by that is they're miserable yeah. after, their, after their playing days. But they're, they're a legend forever because it's the quarterback. It's the sexiest position in all of sports. Although here, here's the, here's the counter argument to what I just said into going for a kicker and not a punter because we're assuming eliteness, right? So if we're assuming eliteness, then you don't have to carry that burden of, of missed kicks at the end of games. So, you know, basically what we're saying is, do you want to be Adam Vinatieri? Yeah. 
or do you want to be Tom Brady? Or, or I, I was actually the first person who came to mind was Justin Tucker, who will probably go in go down as the greatest kicker ever, unless things go really terribly for the next. Right. He he missed an, he missed an extra point, and Ravens fans are sitting there, and they're like, "We can't be mad right now." No, no, but I, I, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. I, I, I he's the first kicker ever to lose a game on an extra point, right? I, I have no idea. I, I think I heard that. I, I believe I heard that stat. No, no game has ever been lost on it on, a, on an extra point in in regulation. Now, I, I maybe please correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on that. But anyway, I thought about saying Justin Tucker, but instead I would like to just be Dan Marino or Joe Montana. Okay. All right. Well, there's your answer. Denny wants the glory. Uh, all right, Denny. That's the last question. We're gonna cut it a little bit short this week because of everything that we talked about on this podcast and it being probably, I mean, what, what is this like a, like a sixth percentile podcast for us? Oh, I think you're being generous. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you at CD Carter 13 on the Twitter and then, uh, become a patron, become a good and decent patron. It's patreon.com slash living the stream. And I'm on Twitter at late round QB, all my work over on numberfire.com. I have my other podcast, the late round podcast that you guys should listen to. Uh, yeah, but that's it. Denny, you have a tilt montage, right? I do. There's lots of, it's a, it's a hireman centric montage. Nice. Awesome. All right, guys, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. It's a uh, in the Eastern time zone and, uh, I'm here to report to you that Jeff Hireman does not have 50 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he doesn't even have 50 yards. He doesn't even have a touchdown. Jeff Hireman, according to my sources, my well-placed sources within the Broncos organization, Jeff Hireman has zero, zero points. So... Not really sure. Not really sure when he's going to score all the touchdowns. I will keep you updated. And I am... Well, I'm tilting. The announcer in the uh, Denver-Kansas City game uh, just called him John Hireman, which, you know, is incredibly rude. So, 148 Eastern Time Zone, and I... uh, I grow I grow weary of the term uh, grown ass man. You know, Alex Collins ran in his first quarter touchdown uh, like a grown ass man. The thing is, I can't really complain too much about it, even though it makes my eyes roll out of my skull. I can't complain too much because it's true. I mean, it's technically true. When someone has a tough run into the end zone, and and then and then someone on Twitter pipes up and says he's a grown man, like an adult, he's an adult man. You know, can't argue with that. One fifty-four Eastern, and I listen to a lot of people who are much more informed and smarter and uh, uh, more analytically minded than I am, and they all liked. Tyler Boyd this week, uh, so I went ahead and uh, got extremely overexposed to Tyler Boyd in DFS, uh, like like you know really stupidly, maximum exposure, 
across uh, formats, across games, across sites. And well, it worked out. So I will continue, no matter what the haters say, I will continue to listen to people who are smarter than me. Uh, Also, follow my Twitter account for fantasy advice. 2.22 Eastern Time. I just got word from my source deep inside the Denver Broncos organization that Jeff Hireman has zero points. Still. I'm tilting. My source tells me uh, via smoke signal from the Chiefs game that Jeff Hireman indeed did just score a touchdown. Uh, mostly, I am glad that he that Jeff Hireman is indeed an NFL player who is on a field playing football today because I was just told that he was in the league. I just, I believed it. So that's why we talked about it on Living the Stream. So the tilt, the tilt is, the tilt is less. By the way, James Wilson, James Winston just threw his third interception of the day. How long uh, does the failed, already failed, Jameis Winston experiment uh, continue? Another two years? Three? Seven? Uh, uh, maybe nine to ten more years? How long How long until, until we know for sure? I mean, I think the, 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 the analytics say he's not good. I think the film folks say, wow, Jameis Winston, he can throw the ball a long way and he he looks an awful lot like a quarterback he's he's tall uh so i just want i just wonder like how many more years how many more years of 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 just of just utter just garbage play just terrible like legit like mind-bogglingly bad stuff um he still looks like a rookie to me, like he still makes those those mistakes. This is my film. This is my film take on one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league. Uh, you're welcome. Three twenty nine p.m. and there's a uh, there's an update on the Jameis Winston situation. It's uh, the update is that I've been vindicated. Uh, my my fairly warm take has been vindicated. Uh, terrible journeyman quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick has come in to replace Winston after his fourth interception against a pretty a pretty middling Cincinnati defense, by the way. I mean, you know, not exactly the 85 Bears. Anyway, the point is, he's quite bad. 10.49 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, and my tilt has reached life-altering levels Everything was fine until Adam Thielen caught that absolute garbage time touchdown from the ultimate garbage time quarterback, Kirk Kirk Cousins. So I guess that does make sense. And I lost in a league by one point because of that uh, unjust score. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm all for it garbage fantasy points and but I did lose I lost on that one in a, in a league that I care about quite a bit so that hurts 
I'm tilting. Good night. Thank you for listening to Living the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out Living the Stream.